Good morning. Today is Wednesday, June 24th, 2020. Welcome to the One America podcast. Today is Wednesday Wisdom, and on Wednesdays, I like to wax about something that is going to make us wiser, make us better, make us stronger, make us smarter. God knows I don't have all the answers, but I find that it's important to, as Maya Angelou used to say, when you learn, you teach. So today I want to talk about making peace with your past. America, it's time for you to make peace with your past. You know, I have to tell you, I'm getting... I'm exhausted, I'm disappointed, I'm a lot of things about all the stories in the news around race and racism, a a white supremacist in the US Army plotting a terror attack. That's awful. What happened to us? Bubba, uh, NASCAR driver, African-American, they find a noose in his uh, car garage area. um, And the head of NASCAR calls him in and tells him, and then it turns out that Uh, The noose may have been there for a number of years, so the FBI says it's not a hate crime. Um, It was trending on Twitter this morning, his interview with Don Lemon last night. And what made my stomach hurt, what made me feel angry, frankly, were the comments by people. Folks, you really need to think about what you're writing on Twitter and Facebook when it comes to other people. I've gotten myself in trouble at least one time uh, using a phrase... Uh, that was so common when I was a teenager and a young woman that no one would have thought of it. Everything has changed now. We've shifted. We've we've grown wiser. We've grown hopefully more sensitive culturally. And I'm not talking about PC. I'm not talking about we're not allowed to have thoughts. We're not allowed to express opinions. I don't believe in that. I believe in America and I believe in the First Amendment strongly. However, you know, using the N-word, calling people names, White people, prominent white people like actor James Woods, who, of course, hasn't had a role in the last, what, 30 years and is just deranged in the things he writes and posts. But, you know, telling black people how they should think and feel, telling them that their experience isn't real, that's outrageous, frankly. And I have a piece uh, in uh, Daily Beast over the weekend um, that you ought to check out. And I talk about race being declared as a public health emergency, which is something that the mayor of Boston, Walsh, did in light of the Black Lives Matter movement after George George Floyd's death. And the reason he did that is when you begin to look beyond the rhetoric and you get beyond the name calling and you get beyond the emotion of what is going on on the surface, you have to dig down into what actually happens in our day-to-day lives as African-Americans that causes us to have um, hypertension Um, excessive amounts of obesity and diabetes and heart disease. And I could go on and on and on. And there is a correlation, as we know, just regular everyday being a human being is tough enough. Couple that now with the stress of race and having to deal with combat, worry about your every word, what you do, how you say, are you going to upset someone that's going to cost you your job? Are you going to be stopped by the police? and be pulled over. This just happened to one of my best friends in life and her son in Washington, D.C. And she posted about it. She's filed a complaint about it. A police officer pulled her and her young son of 12 years old over because uh, he thought she was going to make an illegal U-turn. So we pull people over now for crimes we think they might commit, for traffic violations that they haven't committed. Come on, guys, we got to do better. 
I want to talk today about making peace with your past, making peace with your past. You know, uh, in the woman code, making peace with your past is, is the second code right after knowing your value. And the reason I link those two things together, knowing your worth, knowing who you are, knowing to respect yourself, honor and love yourself. And then right after that, making peace with your past is because I know that every single one of us listening to my voice, every single human being that walks this earth has tape recordings that they play from their childhood. They have baggage that they carry. They have hurts that they carry. They have wounds that they carry that in many instances have shaped their very lives and existence. Even if you're 60, 70, 80 years old right now, it doesn't really matter because you still have wounds from your past, from your childhood that have informed you, that have shaped you, the things that you saw mom do or dad do the things that they didn't do, the love that you got or that you didn't get, the, 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 the sexual abuse you may have suffered, the domestic violence you may have lived through, the violence you may have lived through, the uh, abuse that you may have lived through, whatever it is, it shapes us and it informs how we live and have our own relationships and build our own families or not. And I wanna tether that making peace with your past to America making peace with her past. I mean, this keeps coming up. The race issue keeps coming up over and over and over and over. And we are now 400 years, 401 years to be exact, from the time that the first slaves came to the shores of Virginia in 1619 till today. And if you think about that, that we're having a 400 year problem that we can't seem to get a handle on, I think there are several reasons for that. And I wanna talk about that today on this Wednesday Wisdom. But first I wanna start with a scripture because I think the scripture is relevant and it is one we all know, it is out of the book of Chronicles. And here's what it says. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. That's God talking to the prophets in second Chronicles. And I read that scripture because I was on a prayer call this morning with one of my best friends, Reverend Adrian uh, Wise, uh, who was a guest on this podcast over Easter. And if you didn't listen to her Easter Sunday sermon, you should. Um, and she's fabulous. And she has a, a book, Wise Women Pray, that I uh, admonish and encourage every woman to pick up a copy of because it will bless you. We were praying this morning and she said, Sophia, what's going on in America right now around race is not a skin issue. It's a sin issue. Wow. That stopped me because it's true. Yes, we see color. I've told you before. Don't ever tell me you don't see color. That makes you ridiculous. Of course you do. Because if you don't see my color, then I'm invisible. And that's a problem. That's a worse problem than you actually seeing me. And so I want to talk today briefly in this Wednesday wisdom about us doing the heavy work and the hard work, not just in our personal lives, but as a country in making peace with what is past. And the only way that we make peace with what is past is a great James Baldwin quote where he says, you cannot fix it until you face it. And the reason this keeps coming up is because a majority of white Americans that I'm seeing on social media, and I don't like this, continue to tell black people and brown people that their experiences aren't true, they aren't real, they're making it up, 
they're ridiculous, white lives matter, all lives matter, anything to water down the reality of the issue that we're talking about, which is front and center. And that is the murder of unarmed black men and black women who are sleeping, who are driving cars, who are walking down sidewalks, who may be pulled over for a, a, uh, a citation of some type of traffic violation, or maybe they're suspected of a civil violation or a criminal violation. I told you before, go to YouTube and Google the videos where white people are stopped by police and engaged by police for whatever reason, and they're cursing at the police. They're fighting the police. They're fleeing the police. They're attacking the police. In one instance, a man beat the policeman up, took off, and he's running down the street literally naked. And he chokes another woman and this man is still taken when they finally catch him peacefully. But black people die at routine traffic stops. And the most insulting thing to injury is when white people say, and I've had them say to me, oh, well, he must have been doing something wrong. How dare you say something like that? How dare you suggest that my life is not worth something and that if I get stopped at a traffic light, a policeman has the right to kill me dead or to beat me almost to death because he's got race issues or he's got issues of fear when he's got the gun or a black man or woman is fleeing the scene of being pursued and you're shooting them in their back, which is unlawful. Come on, America, do better, damn it, do better. I am sick of this. I'm sick of seeing my Twitter feed and my Facebook page and, and everybody's fighting and everybody's angry. And you would think we still live in 1920 and not 2020. When is this going to end? And it's only going to end when we as a people decide we're going to make peace with this thing. And we're only going to make peace with this when we acknowledge that it exists, when we acknowledge that black lives are more at risk than white lives or other lives. And until we agree on that, we're never going to fix this. And to those of you out there, including the sitting president of the United States who stoke racial violence and who stoke racial tensions, and you stoke and stoke and ignite and dog whistle and do everything you can do to tear this country down. Shame on you. You're not leaving your kids a better place. You're not leaving your grandchildren a better place. You're simply not leaving your country in a better place. You're weakening your country. Don't you think that China and Russia and other communist antagonistic countries like Iran and other places are looking at us and laughing at how damn stupid we are that we continue to curse each other, fight each other, attack each other around skin color? They think we're ridiculous and it weakens our nation when we have white supremacists. And by the way, the FBI has made clear it is not Antifa. I don't even know who or what that is or other groups that are a threat to the national security of this country. The white director of the FBI, Christopher Ray, has made clear over the last two years that it is white supremacy and white nationalism that poses the greatest threat to our domestic tranquility at the moment. Sit with that for a moment, deal with it, have conversations about it. Is this the America you want? If you want an all white America, I got bad news for you. It's not gonna happen. That ship sailed the moment you brought black slaves here. Sailed, done, over. The demographics of this country by 2030 will be majority minority. That's a fact, America. We can't run away from it. We can't hide from it. It's not going to not happen. It's going to happen. So we're going to have to figure out a better way forward in our newsrooms, 
in our networks, in our collegiate environments, in our corporate environments, in industry. We're going to have to figure out a better way forward together. And that doesn't mean kumbaya. It doesn't mean we're going to ignore the facts. The 1619 Project offends and, and makes many irate and angry because it tells the truth about who we are. And I can't heal my past as Sophia Nelson unless I face it. I'm a 53-year-old woman and I am still dealing with childhood wounds and hurts and things that have happened in my life that yes, on the exterior, I'm a superstar. I've weathered it. I beat the odds. I didn't turn out to, to drink and be an alcoholic. I didn't turn out uh, to have my life involved in, 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 in activities that are criminal enterprise or poverty. I didn't, um, um, end up, uh, in some place in America, struggling financially, working from job to job. I did what I was supposed to do. I beat the odds. I did what they told me I could not do. I became who they said I could never be. But even despite that, I still struggle. I'm still suffering with hurts and wounds that keep coming up in my own relationships, that keep coming up because they haven't been dealt with. They haven't been... um, They haven't been healed and you got to do the work and unless and until you do the work, it doesn't go away folks. So until America is willing to get honest and to have courageous conversations for real in the workplace and out the workplace and in the church house and out the church house, these microaggressions, these, um, the, the slights and the insults and the ignoring and the invisibility and all the crap that I know I deal with daily. The things, the words I have to swallow when some white person does something outrageous or speaks to me inappropriately in a way they never would another white person. It's happened on speaking engagements. It's happened in my career. It's happened while I was getting my law degree. It happens every day. We're not making this up and how dare anyone suggest that we would. That's ridiculous. What we are doing is trying to survive just like you, have a life just like you, live in peace just like you, and and, and get about the business of, of, of having a little bit of joy before we die. Because at the end of the day, isn't that what it's really about? Living a life of purpose, a life of meaning, a life of peace, a life of joy, a life of love. No, life isn't perfect every day, but it can be pretty good. But it can't be pretty good when you're dealing with Uh, racism and you're dealing with sexism and you're dealing with whatever ism it is because somebody else can't handle their emotions. Somebody else can't deal with their, their insecurities and their fear. That's not my problem. It's yours. So I'm going to say this. It is time for us to make peace with our past. It is time for us to do the work to get this done with so that our grandchildren do not have to have this conversation so that 100 years from now, when they look back on 2020 and they talk about the great global pandemic of 2020, and they talk about George Floyd and Richard Brooks and Breonna Taylor, who's killers who still walk free, by the way. Um, when they talk about us, will they look back and say they did the work and they shifted America and they preserved America? Or will they look at us and say they were cowards They fought, they bickered, they divided, and they destroyed one of the greatest republics ever invented in the history of man. 
Because that really is where we are. That is the choice. Time to do the work, America. Time to do the work. Time to make peace with what is past. Time to repent. Time to change. Time to root this evil, sinful scourge pox upon our house out. That's my word to you today. Make peace with your own past. Do the work. And let's, as Americans, as the many being one, make peace with our past and put to death the scourge of racism and come together in the meaning of our founding motto, e pluribus unum, out of many, one. That's my word. God bless you. God keep you. God bless the United States of America.